Maybe he reveals his lightsaber next episode. He found a kyber crystal. That's oh oh that lights okay got it yep perhaps it's perhaps it's that what lights <laughs> I mean he's been by himself for a long time John never mind Just... I mean <clears throat> anyways he he, uh, he just seemed, innuendo he just seemed very happy. Force is what gives the Jedi his power. Why is the Force connected? I am a Jedi. Always do. There are. We're a dyad in the Force. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Force Diet Podcast. This is episode 59. Wherever, whenever, and however you may be listening, we are honored that you've joined us. Uh, after months of waiting, we are finally graced with the appearance of our favorite Chiss Admiral. And uh, not quite everything is as it seems on Pridia. We have uh, Ezra and Sabine reunited at last, uh, but at what cost? And so, tons to talk about, so we can't wait, so sit back and relax. This is where the fun begins. I don't know why I did... See, that's the thing. Like We used to do the intro like that, and then we put the theme song in there. And now we don't do that anymore. So, you know, I'm your host, Obi Sean, joined as always by my co host with the most, Jedi John. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. <laughs> I was waiting for you to keep going, and then you're just like, I'm pausing for effect. Yeah, yes, you are. I, uh, that, that was the, the old, the old intro yeah. took over briefly. And, uh, hey, it's cool to go vintage sometimes. I don't think we've done that intro for like 30 episodes now. <laughs> Probably not, but you know. <laughs> It's nice. It's nice to go back to the classics and just relive them a little bit. It you is. Know? It is. I understand. Vintage. Vintage is in these days. Antique and vintage. So. Yeah. Speaking of vintage, you know, like um, I don't know if you heard, but over the weekend, Taylor Swift was at the Chiefs game. I don't know if you saw anything about that. <clears throat> I may. Um, I may have seen it on Red Zone. Yes. Oh yeah. Just like ten thousand times. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't dare open social media because I didn't care. I'm, I'm not sure that they're they're gonna get back together. Oh wait, they're not together. Wait, hold on. No, yeah, the story was they're not dating. That's right, and still not dating. I don't even know. They're but they're not. They're not official. That's oh. I have no idea actually. I'm just making crap up at this point. I just got tired of seeing her face on my television when she doesn't play football, and I don't care who's in the uh, players' booths. I yeah. I I, I I saw one clip of her cursing, and I didn't think that Taylor Swift cursed, so that that changed a lot for me. But yeah, the, oh, yeah. the, I made it more hot, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I'm not much of a Swifty myself, but I'm sure, I'm sure there are plenty out there who, who can't believe that she's with Travis and others who are like, I know Rob, uh, a lifelong Chiefs fan and season ticket holder is like, I swear to God, if she messes with him and messes with his mind and he ends up like screwing himself up, he is going to be pissed. <laughs> yeah. Um... I just laughed because you know it was all over everywhere. But uh, one of the best memes I saw was it was like a cartoon meme of um, the Chiefs player with uh, who they play the Raiders. No, who they no play? they played the Bears. Raiders. They played the Bears. Sorry, the Bears. And it, so it was. Sorry, it was. So it was. Uh, it was the Chiefs player was had the caption like Swifty's first football game ever. <laughs> it was. 
It's just the Bears. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It's just the Bears because they got trampled, obviously, all game, so it didn't matter. Destroyed. I'm just like, I'm like, yeah, a bunch of Swifties are just. I mean, obviously, they got to root for the Chiefs, so that's, that's um, right. they're piling on the Bears. Sorry, <laughs> Chiefs Kingdom got one. You know, about ten billion more fans. 10 billion more people. Yeah. Even though that's not possible, but I digress. Um, so real quick, before we jump into the actual episode, a uh, bit of housekeeping. So this will be the last sort of uh, heads up or reminder about CapeCon 2023. Uh, it's this weekend, September 29th through October 1st, down in Cape Girardeau, Missouri. We will be in the podcast lounge Saturday evening at 7 p.m. So if you're down that way, please come out and hang out with us. And if not, uh, if you can't make it out, then be sure to check the live stream on their Facebook page. The links and whatnot will be in the description and uh if you're gonna blast we're gonna have a we have a couple giveaways down there i think yes we we will be bringing the merch um so if you would like a hat i don't know if we have any extra shirts but definitely have some hats uh and there'll be stickers and stuff like that so yeah there'll be some giveaways um jedi john has a full fully stocked toy room that he's looking to get rid of all of his you know 800 dollars pops um so definitely gonna be giving away none of those but uh (laughs) (laughs) no false advertisement here um i've got some good good stuff to give away to people don't worry about it it better not be a rose tico uh black series figure (laughs) (laughs) they would only be so lucky uh but if you do it better come with all of its accessories so remember small pieces (laughs) well no promises there so uh but if if this is your first time tuning in welcome if you're a uh, returning listener welcome as well uh if you do enjoy what you're gonna hear uh here ahead please be sure to follow the show uh leave a rating subscribe do all that fun stuff on social media um we really do appreciate it um and be sure to follow us uh at our social channels which will be in the show notes um so we can keep the conversation rolling long after the podcast equipment goes to bed and so with that let's dive on in to episode six far far away which um can I just say that that opening scene with Hu Yang and Ahsoka and him doing the so good still uh, that was you know I don't think I recognized how cool that was in the moment uh, it was only after, oh yeah you know after rewatching it about four times that I was like oh wow this is like really monumental what a meta joke <laughs> well it it made me think you know the Star Wars stories that we watch right are the star wars stories that they tell themselves in the star wars universe right like it's their it's yeah. like their their folk tales right their their mythology as told through their perspective but we get to watch it it was like you said it's very <clears throat> very meta yeah pretty cool so i did chuckle when you said it so i'm like <laughs> ah yes <laughs> Well, and and I I appreciate it, and I've seen a couple different in, incarnations, I guess, of what History of the Galaxies Part One, Two, and Three represent. So when I first watched it, and I think I posted a tweet about this, it reminded me of History of the World, you know, the Mel Brooks film, mm-hmm. and so I laughed, right? Uh, which Kara didn't quite get because she's not as well versed in the Mel Brooks as I am. But then I saw other people talk about how. It, part one, two, and three were meant to represent the prequels, OT, and sequel trilogy. And Ahsoka's favorite was, of course, the prequel trilogy. Um, <clears throat> how did you interpret that phrasing? 
Oh, very similar. I mean, I just, um, you know, I think it was just one of those um, lines I threw in just to make sure that we understood, like, uh, we, I mean, we've already heard Balin talking. About, like, I immediately went to what Balin has been saying the entire time. Like, those are stories that they used to tell us as young Jedi at the temple. Like, this is all legend or myth and everything else. And um, it's the same thing he went into. Like, I guarantee Hugh Yang was the one that <laughs> was telling the dang stories to all these kids. So, um, pretty crazy. Yeah, for sure. So... We will keep the episode recap brief, um, and I promise it will be brief because uh, I've already talked about one of my little uh, bullet points. And the other is uh, we get Thrawn, Night Sisters, Ezra, Night Troopers. Um, <clears throat> not necessarily in that order, but uh, those are the four big. <laughs> in an order that would be. <laughs> not in, 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 in order of importance, um, I think. Surprise. Although maybe the night maybe the night troopers will be higher up, I guess we'll find out. But but that's that's the episode, right? Thrawn, Night Sisters, slash Great Mothers, <clears throat> Ezra, Night Troopers. So that's your episode recap in thirty seconds. <laughs> so yay, yay! Great I did recap. it. I did it. So for you, what was your um, <clears throat> first of all? How many times did you watch it? And then what were your initial reactions? Uh, favorite scenes and question marks that you took. So away. I only watched it. I watched it twice, pretty much back to back. And then I watched um, specific scenes again, just to kind of watch again for details. So my favorite scene, I don't know if I have a favorite this episode. I think that just the reveal of Thrawn coming out, mm. like the scene is troopers, like the Thrawn, Thrawn. Thrawn, Thrawn. And I'm like, yes, do it. And uh, just kind of seeing that um, and the, the scale of it still, you know, mm-hmm. I did not think he was going to have that many troopers with him still. Um, but then again, I think there's some some magic going on there somewhere. Um, uh, according to, you know, just the subtitles. <laughs> um <laughs> So we'll see what happens and we'll see if we get some reveals there on what kind of magic is at work um, for some of his troops. Um, and then also, um, yeah, that was one of my favorite scene though, just to see the reveal, uh, even though I knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, what else would you want to know about? So, uh, so you got favorite scene. So, and then like things that like last time kind of maybe missed the mark, like not necessarily were bad, but you're like, meh maybe that could have been better or things you weren't quite sure yeah like i just shake my head at sabine this episode like when she meets ezra Ah, and it it, it, like the entire time she's been acting on this thing he's back to ezra and then she didn't tell him how she got there (laughs) she didn't tell many she didn't help she didn't she didn't tell him anything i know i mean i feel like it's pretty important to tell him by the way, I brought people that are probably hunting us right now. <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and they're going to help Thrawn get back to the galaxy because I'm not alone here. Like, I, in my head, it'd be smart to, you know, cue them into that stuff. Just, here you go. Let me give you actually the information that's going to happen because you're going to have to help me because uh, otherwise I'm going to be stuck here with you. 
because <laughs> I didn't bring a ship. Go I, figure. Hey, I I don't even know what her. Obviously, she doesn't know Ahsoka's coming, so wh- I don't even know what her plan. What her plan is, because, <laughs> uh, I mean, they have one lightsaber between them. Um, yes, a bunch. They're going to share that. A bunch of turtle guys. And, oh. and 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 two blasters. She also has a grapple, which electrocutes. Yep, mm-hmm. you're right. Yep. She does have that. Yep. Yeah, a lot of question marks uh, with that one. And I mean, sure. she's got something like the Force, but not really yet. So, but Ezra does. So, um, <clears throat> my favorite scene that just is be- for me personally, um, outside of the Thrawn reveal. Because it, it 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 builds my theory that Shin is going to flip and work with Sabine. Um, was the Thrawn sending them out there after them, and she immediately questioned Balin, like, mm-hmm. "I thought you were going to keep let her keep a prom or, or keep your promise." Mm-hmm. And Thrawn immediately was like, "He is. She's being allowed to find Ezra. Nobody promised she would survive. Exactly. So, like, you know, like he didn't say that outright, but that's definitely what he meant, right? So." Um, and on top of that, we get the Thrawn scene later that he was like, the main priority is to get back to the mm-hmm. other galaxy. I don't care about Ezra, Sabine, or your mercenaries. Like, my only goal is to get back. So if they're not back, they're stuck too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I don't even think he cares about... I I think his sole purpose is to get, obviously, him... Whatever's in those boxes, I think it's Night Sisters. I mean, it has I to be assume. right. Um, that was it's one a of catacomb. The, right, exactly. And I don't even think he cares if Morgan goes back with him at all. No, but he's um, he, he's made a deal with the other Night Sisters, so they got to go. Yeah, that that's something I want to talk about later when we get to uh, some more of the discussion points. But but yeah, anyway, the, but yeah. So, sorry, it just builds my it just builds my theory. So I'm just like, yes. That's great. Love seeing that. There, there were, and there were a lot of moments like that where she kind of questioned different things about, you know, well, their purpose and, you know, the alliance with Thrawn and, and everything like that. And the idea that Balin is guiding her, but she's curious because she doesn't, she's not, she's not cued in to the, uh, to the long she's game like, here. You haven't given me the plan yet, Master. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting on the plan. You kind of need to know basis, and you don't need to know. That's that's basically yeah. Balin's mo right now. That's uh, how Sidious won everything. He kept everybody in the dark, pretty much, and fed them a lot of BS. <laughs> mm-hmm. Pretty much. Um, anything else with uh with your initial thoughts? Um, no. Those. I mean, that's it. I mean, the rock people. I could take or leave. I don't. I don't. I mean. I feel like if Ezra's in an encampment that large, even if they move around a lot, mm-hmm. I can't believe Thrawn has not found him if he was actively searching them out. Um, but hey, it's just me thinking out loud. So, um, yeah. Uh, but that those are the only like question mark things, like why Sabine acted like she did, and then why Ezra hasn't been found by Thrawn unless he wasn't unless he wasn't looking for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, yeah, because I, I, tr- I truly think that we're going to get the the enemy of my enemy is my friend situation um, with Shin and even may- potentially Balin, you know, when they realize Thrawn doesn't care about any of them. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's a moment where like, well, this isn't going to happen like he wants it to. But that's just 
that's that was my theory already so i'm just like oh yeah feed into it <laughs> in my galaxy far far away i know my truth that's, i know my truth <laughs> that's right um yeah so i'm i'm kind of in the same boat as you with the, the thrawn reveal i i came out of this because i've i've watched it twice now but i watched it uh i've watched it a lot in bits and pieces again to, like you kind of did to watch specific episodes or episodes specific scenes specific dialogue um because like i told you today i kind of dove down the rabbit hole <clears throat> and there's some really interesting things that well i'd like to talk about here in a little bit but um but yeah the uh, the official thrawn reveal which again i wish they hadn't i i understand why they teased it in the trailers but i really wish they would have held on to that sort of look until we got to actually see him in this episode. But that aside, um, <clears throat> the reveal you, of the you Knights... You always hope for that, though. I know. You always hope for that. Like You're like, why'd they show us that? They shouldn't have shown us that. I I am glad that, that the Knight Sisters, the Great Mothers, were kept a secret, because that was... As, as I was like, oh, what are they doing here? <laughs> um, yeah. So, the, but the, the tie-in to Greek... And the Greek mythology tying into the Norse mythology, uh, specifically in this episode, was excellent. Um, the the Sabine, the, my my low points. I I do agree that the Ezra reveal was really, really anticlimactic. Um, you know, after all of the searching, the fact that she's, as Thrawn says, you know, thrown away or risked the entire fate of her, you know, the galaxy for for this uh hope that Ezra was alive and and everything that's been done to this point we get him leaning against you know a turtle shell trailer home like I don't I, it was very bland and well I'm gonna say this and you know you might have to edit me out that's fine um but you know they couldn't have Sabine saved by Ezra from any kind of peril mm. you know he couldn't come in and be the hero that wouldn't have played right currently in the story. I suppose, but it, that would have been more. Like it would have been bigger though. Like if he would have showed up to help her against the bandits or whatever. Which again, why doesn't she pull out the dang lightsaber first? First weapon of choice. Like yeah. I don't understand it still. Well, maybe she doesn't trust herself with it. Maybe, maybe it's you know she's so ingrained with the sort of her Mandalorian fighting style, which is the pistols and and you know the gauntlets and everything I just, like that. I just want to be very, very clear. She was physically blocking blaster bolts multiple episodes now with her wrist guard. You're, are you telling me she couldn't do that with a lightsaber? No. no. Well, I mean, she did deflect a blaster bolt right back into the guy's eye, into into the dude's eye. Um, oh yeah. Which is pretty yeah, good. I, pretty good. I'm just saying. I'm I, just saying. I want her to use, like. I want her to commit to something. I, I <laughs> commit to a fighting style and stick to it. Um, yeah. I can. I can. I can support that. Yeah. The the uh, the uh, to your point about him not being able to like swoop in and save her. I also get that, but then don't have the reveal be this episode. I I also recognize that this was already preordained. Months ago, right? Uh, I've seen the clip floating around now. Filoni uh, ask, you know, asking the crowd at Celebration, do you want to know where he is? And he says he's far, far away. And, of course, that's what this episode title is. Um, 
which is really cool actually, by the way. Um, so, so for me, it's like he planned that. (laughs) It's like he wrote it or directed it or something. Um, insane, insane how he knew that (laughs) stunning. Um, but another thing, you know, uh, the Thrawn stuff aside, I really enjoyed the expansion on Ben and Sh- Ben, Ben and Shin, Balin and Shin, and their kind of relationship. Balin's a little bit more of Balin's backstory, or at least his motives, which, um, again, lead me into a theory that we can talk about a little bit later. So, but there, oh yeah, General Balin's cool, which is cool because we're like, well, where you know. Some of the questions have been where where was he during Order sixty six? Like what happened? So clearly he was at the same level as Anakin during the Clone Wars, right? Um, <clears throat> so uh, which which makes sense. They're about the same age. They would be about the same age as like Vader and Balin are, are about the same age. They or they appear to be about the same age, anyways. You know, in their late fifties, maybe early sixties, something like that. Um, but that aside, the, their their interactions were really interesting, uh, especially in relation to the whole concept of fate and threads. And Shin mentioned that a couple, you know, I think it was episode two or three. You know, what kind of thread is this? You know, spinning more threads about with the witches. You know, not her her not trusting Morgan, and now we get obviously even more witches, and so she's even more skeptical of, of certain things. So, uh, so yeah. So, and then the only other thing that I kind of had an issue with, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this lightly, um, is I don't know what that choice for Thrawn's hairpiece was. And this is going to sound super nitpicky and, and stupid. (laughs) It's going to sound stupid and I get it. Like he looked great. Like I, I was, I love that Lars is, is playing him. It felt like Thrawn. Well, obviously, it sounded like him. Um, even his mannerisms, like you could tell that he went back and kind of watched some of the animation to try and get some of the facial tics, some of the hand movements. You know, the gait with his walking and stuff like that was very. You could tell that he'd gone back and and, um, uh, not educated himself, but like taken taken from that, uh, and so it felt very much like Thrawn, but the. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like the part, where the part is in that in that wig is not. It's like it shifts, like it's the ever shifting part line. And yeah, that's gonna sound really stupid, and it is really stupid. But okay, Sean, I, I forgive you. I forgive um, you for judging his hair. I don't. I don't. I didn't really pay that much attention to his hair, but now I'll have to go watch that exclusively. I. I again, everything else about him was was excellent and. You know the look, and I love the the costuming choices, like with the fraying fraying collar and the the worn and tattered look to his uniform. I'm glad that nothing looks new. Um, but uh, and then yeah, the night troopers were cool. But but yeah, that's kind of my I guess initial thoughts, initial reactions. So um, so kind of some of the talking points, right? So obviously you got Thrawn, you got Ezra, you got Balin and Shin, and then you got Peridia and the Night Sisters, kind of as a, as a society. Right. And so with Peridia, we learn that it's the death Mary homeworld, um, which is kind of cool. Um, like Lyra San was for the Lasats in rebels, right? We kind of, we kind of learned that the death Mary come from, uh, Peridia. It's also a Purgle graveyard, 
which is kind of interesting as well. I did enjoy that the ring around the planet was made up of it's just bones, purgle bones. <laughs> purgle. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Um, <clears throat> so the the so your thoughts, I guess, about on the reveal of the Night Sister home planet or a Peridia being the Night Sister home planet. What did you think when that got revealed? I mean, I'm not surprised it wasn't, you know, Dathomir. Mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, based on the spe- other species that are on Dathomir, I think uh, it, it, it plays to the Night Sisters being from somewhere else um, originally. Uh, and then the fact of how old some of them are. I mean, for instance, in uh, Clone Wars and everything, we got Mother Talzin. We don't know exactly how old she was, but thousands of years sounds good <laughs> in, in, in most respects, right? Um, so I'm not surprised that they come from some ancient power uh, of mystics. So, I mean, I'm good with it. I mean, they, they seem like they hold powers from another realm, basically. So mm-hmm. I'm not surprised it's an entirely different galaxy. Well, and the, and the fact that, so, you know, the, the, the signifying of having three of them, which we saw that in the Temple on Arcana, the fact that they are named almost identically after the three fates from Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're effectively gods, right? Or, or immortal. The, the, the great mothers are immortal um, because the fates were immortal, but um the, the, the Greek fates, uh, and I've got it written here over here to the side, uh, were uh, Clotho, Lachesis, and Atropos, right? That was the, their Greek, the Greek names. And the Star Wars versions of them are Clotho, with a K, Lachesis, and Octopaw. So they are named exactly after the three fates from Greek mythology. And, you know... And that, play, and, that, and that plays off our mercenaries pretty well. It does. And the... So I said it kind of in the intro, the, the spinning of Greek into Norse mythology and the mythology of Star Wars being, you know, what Shin and... and uh, uh, Balin discuss right about the stories and the folk tales and stuff like that. So the the concept of mythology within Star Wars, um, I think is really really cool, right? Because we see uh, the obvious tropes within Star Wars telling, right? Within Star Wars tales, but the fact that within the Star Wars universe they have their own sort of uh, internal mythology, I think is a really, really cool concept and a way to like <clears throat> kind of give that feeling that this society could actually, like this universe's galaxy could actually exist, right? Not that it does, of course, but, you know, by giving it that history and stuff like that, that the characters buy into within their own existence. Um, I think is a really neat concept that, well, up until this point, I don't know that outside of the Force, right, you don't have a lot of characters talking about, um, like, necessarily ancient stories or, you know, 
that that sort of uh, that sort of concept or you know anyways I got off track there that yeah. was me that was me Very rambling <laughs> no it was good I mean uh, I mean I know we didn't really go into depth on uh, talking about the mythology behind uh, Balan Skull and Shin Hadi originally but you know um, wrapping that around back to other mythology and like you said like at this point we're diving really deep into star wars mythology Mm -hmm. and you know they're just stories well maybe they're not all just completely stories so it's kind of cool um so yeah i agree no i i I really enjoyed that about the episode yeah and the um well i'll save my my big theory for balin to the end um so speaking of balin right so we get him lamenting the repeated cycles and telling Shin that if the stories are true, then in theory, the end or the beginning of the end or a new beginning can be found on, on Peridia. Um, talks to her about uh, perhaps the Night Sisters fleeing, you know, a greater power. Uh, so what, I guess, where, where are your, or where's your thoughts as far as one, what's calling to him, right? And then two, kind of what is his, <clears throat> what's the long game for Balin? Like, where does he, where does he see this trending? You know, what's crazy is um, there's a lot of TV shows and movies that have done similar things to this, right? Where there, there's a character fulfilling the prophecy for the greater good of whatever, right? Game of Thrones had, um, you know, the spider who was um, always talking about the greater good of the realm. And that's why he did everything he did, even though some of the things were evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I know you, you have another mention of something else that I'm not going to take. I don't know. Steer thunder after I saw the text, uh, the, the text messages back and forth today mm-hmm. about, uh, I, you, you know what I'm talking about now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Steer thunder, but um it's very interesting that you know we have a character in star wars that's just like i'm playing for the benefit of everyone or the greater the greater i'm not even i'm gonna call it i'm not gonna call it the greater good Mm -hmm. but the the best possible outcome for the galaxy um so and we already talked about how balin is very uh in tune with everything like i i'm pretty sure he has peeked into the future multiple times you know to kind of see what could happen right um i honestly i don't have any good theories on who he's looking for he's definitely looking for some something though Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna call it someone i don't know if it's a physical person versus an entity Mm -hmm. that is not a physical entity so um i don't have any good good theories on that what do you what do you got well so you know there's there's the big theory of uh, floating around now that it's Abelith who's calling to him right that's the that's the <clears throat> i don't know it's all over youtube and 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 social media right like that they're going to bring the mother uh of the mortis gods into into canon and while that would be really cool um i feel like they certainly could do it but it would be I think it would be a little too obscure for the common viewer. Um, 
Not to mention she would completely and utterly overshadow Thrawn, which maybe is possible. Like, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, I do think it's interesting that that Abilith is is the, the bringer of chaos. Like, that's her nickname. And Skull is Norse for... It means chaos. Um, so the fact that he is... Like, he and her are kind of... They're not intertwined, of course, but I, I think the likelihood that it's it's going to be Eveleth is is low. Um, however, I don't exactly know. I've, I've seen other people say they use on Vong, which is very, you know, they're a very popular race from from the novels. Um, and the terror that they wreck or reign over the New Republic in the books is absurd. Um, and it would... Uh, more or less be kind of like a Star Wars equivalent to Ragnarok Armageddon. Um, and that's and that's kind of my theory is that Balin is, and I guess I'm kind of jumping ahead, but we're here talking about him anyway. So I think that Balin has this view of Ragnarok in Star Wars, right? Um, it's going to be the Star Wars equivalent of Ragnarok. And because Ragnarok, right, for those who, I mean don't keep up on Marvel stuff or read their Norse mythology, right? Is the end of it's Armageddon. It's the Norse version of Armageddon and it's the end of one cycle and it's the beginning of something new. And like I said, Balin laments the fact that it's the rise, you know, fall of the Jedi, the rise of the empire. Everything is so inevitable. He becomes tired of the cycle. It begins again and again and again. And in Norse mythology, skull, the wolf is he gets tired of chasing the sun. Like, he's he's he becomes bored of it. And Odin kind of has to keep poking him, like, this is your job, and but don't worry, when, uh, when Ragnarok comes, you get to eat the sun, and your, your effort will be worth it, right? And, you know, uh, the fact that Skull and Hati are the children of Fenrir, who's the child of Loki, mischief and chaos and deception, right? And it gets us into the whole deceiving, you know, death and, um, what was, what was, what was Thrawn's quote? Death and resurrection being used is a common deception used by both Jedi and Nightsister, right? So like all of it is tying together, um, for like the greater battle to come. And I think that whatever is calling to him is gonna is I think in his mind gonna help precipitate that end of end of days sort of thing in Star yeah. Wars. <clears throat> I will say the only argument I have towards some of that stuff, which I mean those are some out there theories, right? On who's gonna show up, mm-hmm. uh, and like you said, very obscure. The only problem I have with a lot of those about anyone really powerful showing up or anything else, Thrawn's been there for a long time. Mm-hmm with the night sister so like they haven't sought them out neither side has sought the other one out um granted the galaxy is probably bigger than just one planet right but at the same point like no one's interested in getting away from this one planet so what how how have they not crossed each other or how has Ezra not randomly stumbled onto his any anything else while he migrates around the the 
the planet surface. Mm. <clears throat> I don't know. There's a lot of question marks for me that would lead me to believe that I don't think we're going to get any of those characters that you spoke of just because like you said, they're very obscure characters. Like it's not like you can make a jump to those, <laughs> to those right easily. So, um, and I haven't seen, I mean, I didn't watch any YouTube this week. I've been way too busy. So I <clears throat> have not seen any theories about that. So you telling me that it was news to me. And I'm like, while I can understand why they want to see it or kind of like some hints and names and stuff like that, mm-hmm. that point towards something. Eh, I don't, I can't, I can't see it happening just because you've got two powerful of people that are, we've already met Thrawn is an incredibly powerful individual with a, you know, a garrison with him. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the night sister gods, or the mothers, you know, mm-hmm. like well, only... telling me people are, you, you tell, are you telling me there's another powerful force on their planet that they just don't mess with ever? So the th- the thing with Abolith, if if it did happen to be her, is that she is confined to like a prison, quote unquote prison, um, oh, right until set free. Until set free, and there's and there's stories like there's points where she breaks free, and then the son and the daughter had to put her back in, right? Well, now the son and the daughter aren't around anymore, and so if she breaks out, and there's again in Legends, Luke actually ha- or not Luke, not Luke, sorry, Mara Jade ends up mm-hmm. fighting her and like putting her back i guess um so i mean it's possible that she's hidden from you know while the great mothers have a great deal of foresight it's it's i think i think it's contained to the threads that exist which is life right so thrawn's thread is known it's predetermined it's preordained right that's why they say at the end the threads the threads of destiny demands it right like your time's not over, so yeah, we know that you're gonna ask us for more magic because we know how long your thread is. We know you. We know your purpose, not your purpose, but we know what's gonna happen in your life. Um, and so, uh, and that's the thing with the fates is they 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 stretch out the, the length of yarn or the length of string. They figure out how long it's going to be, and then they snip it, and then that's that's your life. And so Thrawn has his thread. Um, presumably Balin, Shin, Morgan, all of them have their own threads, um, but it's only Thrawns we care about. <clears throat> so I, I'm hoping that whatever they decide to have it be, if it even gets revealed, that it's not some sort of uh, – <clears throat> I just hope it's not like a hallucination because that would be really like a – really like he just imagined it the whole time sort of thing. Yeah. Um, well, and the other piece of it is, I was going to say, like, I know you brought up the brother and or the the son and the daughter, right? Technically, the daughter's on her way. Perhaps. Because you want to know something that's fun is that the fates are known known as the Morai. And what's the bird? Oh, mm. it's the Morai. <laughs> and so, and I actually was browsing wikipedia today and that was something that i know mm-hmm. uh, i read and i was like oh they also have noted the comparison between the two and the fact that it is likely not an accident so um it's all it's all interwoven Weird. so that's that's my theory on star wars ragnarok so you know take that with star take, wars ragnarok take that how you will eventually thrawn or uh, thor and 
you know, everybody's gonna gonna come in and beat people up. Anyways, um, the 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 big reveal with Thrawn, uh, you know, we get the Night Troopers, Enoch, um, and the others, right? And there's a lot of discussion around what exactly they are. Um, the common theory is that they're undead, reanimated like Maroc, um, as we see them wrapped in the red threads and put together with some sweet, sweet gold paint and stuff like that. Um, We're going to see a lot of smoke I was when it shows up. What, uh, I was going to say, what are your? Th- do you subscribe to the theory that they are uh, <clears throat> reanimated troopers? I believe that there are uh, quite a few of them that are definitely... I believe there's still some that have survived, but really without supplies and everything else for that much time, they're, I mean, John even said it, like we've been here for a long time. We've lost a lot of, a lot of troops. Mm -hmm. So, um, I still think that I don't think all the troops are dead and reanimated, but I'm sure there's quite a few. Well, that begs the question then, and is, so they talk about losing their numbers and, we see Ezra with chainmail made from what looks to be old dog tags. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, oh, and if it's not dog tags, I mean, that's, again, that's a that's a theory that's going around. If it's not that, then I want to know where he built his chainmail from. But if if they're just reanimated corpses, <clears throat> then in theory, unless they're actually physically destroyed, they should just be able to be reanimated. So. They have to be getting destroyed somehow for their numbers to be dwindling. And the Ezra's been throwing them off the cliff, like you see in <laughs> Should I Fall in Order. Just just yeeting just, just yeeting them. Yeah. You're out. You're done. I'm over it. Cause cause that's the thing. Like he has no weapons. So like Force push. How Force is push. he defeating? Force push. You know, so he's been just deflecting blaster bolts with his with the force. I, yeah, I mean that's I, I don't know what else it could be like that's and it sounds stupid, right? When you say that, like he has no other weaponry, <clears throat> so that we know about, right? So presuming maybe that he found maybe he found one, maybe he reveals his lightsaber next episode. He found a Kyber crystal. That's oh oh that lights okay got it yep perhaps it's perhaps it's that what lightsaber. <laughs> I mean, uh, he's been by himself for a long time, John. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, um, anyways, he, he, he just seemed, he just seemed very happy to see Sabine. Um, that's inappropriate. And, you know, the fan fiction's already started. I'm, yeah, we're just going to leave it there. That's, that's us having fun here at, you know, what time is it? It's 12.15. So that's that's just the loopy thoughts that happen at after midnight. This is the after midnight portion of the show. Um, Welcome. The You're after dark. So presuming that that they are undead, or most of them are reanimated troopers, right? Enoch presumably isn't. Um, and the only reason I say that is because of his, I guess, demeanor, Right. Um, so <clears throat> Thrawn talks about the, the agreement he makes with the Night Sisters. Uh, obviously they're moving the caskets or the presumed caskets 
do you think his plan is to, or his agreement is to take everybody back with him and then help them repopulate Dathomir again? I mean, I would assume it's something like that. Yeah. I don't see how, how he would make any other deal with them because they're only interested in that and power. So, well, again, like I said, the, the great mothers, I don't think, I don't think they're after power, right? They're, they're gods, they're deities, or at least that's how I view them, right? Like, I think, I don't think that they are, uh, they're definitely not mortal beings, right? right? Um, so I suspect that their whole plan is to stay there, like to hang out there. Like, I don't, I don't know that they would come back. Maybe they would. Um, but if it isn't to repopulate Deathmere, is there anything else that they could possibly be doing with uh, a bunch of undead or a bunch of deceased Night Sisters? Not really. Mm. Other than give Thrawn an army of the undead. What about Maul? You think you bring back Maul? Mm, I hope not. I don't know how they have to find him. Do you think Thrawn wants to Thrawn's, bring Thrawn wants to bring back Maul? Thrawn's, Thrawn, Thrawn's going to go find Maul's dead body on Tatooine. I don't. I don't know. I mean, that he didn't even know he died on. <laughs> I just think it's going to be funny when uh, when Thrawn finds out. Obi Wan, you think Obi Wan burned that body, or do you think he just cut it up into many pieces since he survived one slice? He, he really I, carved him up this time. I would. I would like to think that Obi Wan gave him a proper. <clears throat> a proper burial, like on a pyre. I think so too. So I think so too. I I I don't see any reason why he wouldn't have done that, um, given their history. But uh, but but yeah. So then with Thrawn, you get the at the end, right? The reveal that Ahsoka's on her way, riding the space traveler. And they are going to kill some star whales. <laughs> that's 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 going to be something that I don't even know. Yeah, there's 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 a lot to to kind of unfold the, these last two episodes, um, <clears throat> but I loved Thrawn asking Morgan to get the backstory on Ahsoka, like her homeworld and who her master was. And the fun thing is that when he finds out that's Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> I mean, he knows he's not gonna An- be very happy about he that. Knows he knows. Anakin. Oh yeah, he knows. <laughs> well, he knows Vader very well. Right. Well, exactly. Um, <laughs> So he's not from the, yeah, from the, from the books. He's not going to be all pleased. those who don't know from the books. <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to be pleased with with when he finds that out. Um, they were forced. They were forced on a team up that neither one of them really enjoyed. <laughs> right. So the 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 addition of dark magic that they're going to need, or that he's going to need. Uh, let's speculate ahead. What do you think it's going to be? I don't know anything. You got nothing. What do you think? What do you, what do you think he's gonna have to use? I I have no. I mean, the only thing I can think of is if he they, doesn't know Ahsoka. He doesn't know. He doesn't know Ahsoka yet. True. And and he basically said we're gonna need more, but he doesn't even know what he needs yet. Yeah, I I mean I don't know if there's something unless to it, unless it's more troops. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Is, is are they like do they reanimate more things? Uh, is there? <clears throat> Is there something elsewhere on the planet that they could, you know, nearby that they could use? I, 
Giants. I I have no. They idea. have giants. I mean, they might. You never know. I mean, the the uh, the the, um... the orcs are coming. I think it's the orcs. <laughs> <laughs> the orcs are coming. Don't be don't be cross. Don't be cross pollinating <laughs> stories now. Don't be doing that. They're gonna be the Just trees. Saying. They're gonna be I tree mean, beard. I imagine it's something else on the planet. I mean, that's the only thing I can think of. There's something else on the planet that Thrawn knows can be awakened. But or then, is, then, then that has to be the thing that Balin's Balin's talking about. Then, right? Like that's got to be that. Like they have to. There's probably like they're probably like one and the same. Right? No? Maybe? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have it. <laughs> um, have it. Real quick, jumping back to Ezra, um, because you know we have been building to this so long. What what exactly, you know? What has he been? I've I've seen some thoughts about okay, well, what's he been doing this whole time? Has he been training in training himself in dark magic? Right, he's you know clothed in red, right, just like <clears throat> just like everybody else is on that planet. Apparently, is he practicing his force uh, his force abilities? You know, like what has he been doing for for the better part of a decade? I imagine he's still been training in some aspect. You know, and he still has a threat of Thrawn out there. Mm. And based on his chainmail, like mm-hmm. he's he's ran into enemies. Um, and beyond that, I mean, Sabine going out to find him ran into random enemies. You know, like mm-hmm. so. I don't doubt that he's still been training in some faction. Uh, and like I said, what if he found a kyber crystal there? I'm I'm not going to be surprised if he pulls out a lightsaber. That is a surprise. That's that's true, and and it's it's funny you say that because one of the coolest things, and this is what kind of led me down the rabbit hole, um, is that I was you know we talked I think a few episodes ago about who could have built the altar on Sitos and the ancients and everything like that, right? And I mentioned the Zepho, uh, along with mm. the Celestials, right? And who would be Abolith. Uh, but the fact that there are Zepho runes in or on that temple, right? All but confirm confirmed that the Zepho had been there. And then dive you know, I was doing some research for, for the show today, and Kajet, and I think I may have mentioned it when we talked about this, but he was the Zepho sage who ended up dabbling in dark side and i say dabbling he was full on like embracing it and you know he has his temple or his tomb is on dathomir well i happened to pop onto wikipedia and wouldn't you know it um it turns out that on the outs at some on some part of that um temple or whatever you want to call it uh on pridia is uh is is a is an inscription that reads, where is it at? Give me a second. <clears throat> where is it at? Oh, sorry. Ah, there it is. So it says, at some point during his life, Kajet ruled over the planet Peridia. And it says on the outside of the, 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 uh, the temple, it says, glory to Kajet, ruler of all. May his reign be everlasting. So there is a strong force connection there as well. Because of the Zepho presence, despite it being 
questionable in its intention because of the three sages, he's the worst one. Um, he like ends up uh, having some sort of massacre occur in his temp- in his tomb. It's not it's not good on Dathomir, but uh, it's not surprising that Kajet, who is the dark side sage, who is heavily tied to Dathomir, would have uh, ruled at some point. Uh, I'm pretty. So I thought that that was a really, I don't know if it's an Easter egg or if it's just, if it's like part of the bigger story, but we know for a fact that Zeph- the Zepho sages were on Peridia at some point um, within the last, I don't know, thousand years, five, you know, a few hundred centuries, something like that. Um, so that's pretty, that's pretty cool. <clears throat> pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. So yeah, that, that's really all I have on that right now. Um, yep. <laughs> uh, so grades, thoughts. Uh, what would you What would you give this? We'll, we'll We'll run through IMDb reviews real quick. I'll give it an eight. Okay. And I love like Thrawn and that showing up. I really was not happy with Sabine and Ezra. Mm-hmm. So that whole episode, basically. So. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, I actually texted you guys after I watched it. I was like, hmm. And the reason why is because I was more confused than anything. Um, I'm still kind of confused after after watching it multiple times. And the theorizing and the speculation is a blast. But the fact that the, the I feel like the bulk of the episode centered around Sabine's relationship with the Howler, um, which was cool, like that. Like the practical effect was cool, the CGI was pretty good. Um, I did think some of the CGI backgrounds were a bit hit or miss, especially in the hangar bay uh, when Thrawn was walking out. It 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 was a little off, but uh, again, I'm getting nitpicky on that. But the the reveal um, of Ezra through by way of the turtles, um, yeah, it was just kind of eh. Okay, um, so yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm probably give it an eight too. Yeah, I'm, I give it an eight as well. Pause for dramatic effect. So eleven thousand rating, like a nine. <laughs> eleven thousand uh, reviews, <clears throat> or sorry, ratings, eight point three out of ten. Oh, so oh. Um, fifty-six user reviews. Uh, let's just. I I did not like pre-scan these ahead of time, so. Um, Let's see. Let's see what we got here. Uh, Posey fan, nine out of ten. So he's he or she's still enjoying it. Um, <clears throat> so a couple five five out of tens. Uh, the first sentence of this one says, "Still just not very good." It says main problem with this episode is that Sabine just isn't fun. Um, kind of goes to what we discussed about some of the questionable <clears throat> choices. Um, More questionable choices from the Padawan. Which which is interesting. Um, I, I again, I'm with you. I don't I don't understand why she didn't give Ezra anything. Um, I don't know what she's you know trying to pr- protect him from. Got a couple four out of tens, but then you got ten out of ten, eight out of ten, ten out of ten, six out of ten, two out of ten. What is this one? Um, do 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 do. Says Thrawn, more like yawn. Hmm. <laughs> So slow dialogue, slower pacing. Uh, 
Have they seen Rebels? That's the <laughs> question I have. Uh, this one says one. Out oh, no, sorry. I misread that. I thought that said one out of 10. And it said exciting. I was like, ooh, um, three out of 10. I really try did try to like this. Um, I think a, a lot of it seems to do with pacing. Um, some of the some of the dialogue, some of the writing, but uh, here's another one. Uh, everyone's everyone is in agreement that Ray Stevenson is the goat. Um, Balen Skull is. Yeah, it's really unfortunate that it, we're never going to see it again. It is really sad. Um, um, but yeah, he. Uh, dude, everybody that I talk to wants more Balen. Like everybody mm -hmm. wants more. So. Yeah, it's. It I is, hope we get a little bit more backstory, but we're not going to get much. Uh, it's, That's gonna be too much to, yeah, we're, too much, too much to talk about with too little time. Yeah, and, and I feel like I feel like we're setting ourselves up for a season two, and there, or at least multiple seasons. Maybe, maybe, maybe there's more than two, but I feel like the story is trending towards not, uh, not finishing the story, and it's just really sad that that Ray will not be a part of it, you know, going forward. Um, and I don't know that you can recast that character because of how well he's played him to this point. Um, I mean, you could, I just don't know that it would be, I just don't think it would be very good. Um, <clears throat> so, but yeah, look, so again, smattering of, uh, lower level or lower, lower ratings, kind of like with every episode, most of them, most of the bad reviews are in that five or six range. And then you've got nines and ten sprinkled throughout so um again 8.3 out of 10 for uh for the imdb rating so just wait until they just go back and reset the whole season because bad stuff happens because you know you know ahsoka did it how she did it but now with all this knowledge she uses the the no she's not doing to go back <laughs> And reset it that way. She's in a white cloak when no. she gets to Sabine at the at, at the painting, oh, and then she can say instead of "I need to go find Thrawn," it's "Let's go find Ezra." Boom. Reset the season. You know how mad people will be if that happens. Oh, everyone will be so <laughs> upset, but I'll laugh. <laughs> oh my goodness, that would be that would be the ultimate middle finger, I think, to. Uh... I know they won't do that, but that would be the ultimate. No, they're not going to do it. <laughs> uh, middle finger to Star Wars fans. Um, anything else with this episode that you want to uh, want to chat about? Did I miss anything? I don't think so. I'm sure somebody will text us tomorrow and say, "Oh, I really wish you would have talked about this." <laughs> uh, Perhaps I'm sure there's always one. There's always one thing. There's always one thing that we that we don't hit on too much, but. Um, I feel like this episode was chock full of a lot of references to things that have not been seen on screen before. Um, so it's it's tough not to go down that rabbit hole into all the things that they could bring into the universe that no one's going to know what they are except for the people that read the books or play the game or anything like that. So um, it, it goes back to the fans that get really upset when they're like, I shouldn't have to watch or read everything to understand what's going on in these shows. Um, so I'm, I'm curious to see how much we're going to get from that. That's why I don't think it's going to be like 
the Mortis mother mother or anything. I mean, I just don't, I don't know, too far fetched for me, but we'll see. I won't be upset if that's what happens, but I mean, I, I don't think, I think it's going to be too, too deep, too deep of a cut. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. This, this episode was very much laying the groundwork for definitely the last two episodes. Um, while still revealing Thrawn and Ezra. Uh, <clears throat> so again, I'm really happy with, with how Thrawn turned out. Um, voicing cadence, all of that stuff was excellent. Uh, Balin and Shin still, you know, excellent characters growing. Uh, their, their arc is, 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 is ever expanding by the episode. Um, and yeah, <clears throat> Sabine with the questionable decisions. Um, I'm hoping that there's some sort of payoff for, for all of this. Cause again, right now it doesn't, <clears throat> it doesn't really jive for me from her decision on the pen. Yeah. Like what happens if, what happens if Balin and Shin show up with the mercenaries or whoever those, those other guys are. Mm-hmm. Sorry. They're not mercenaries, but the bandits, the locals. Yeah. The, um, the locals, <laughs> the locals, <laughs> but they're going to show up with them. And then all of a sudden, uh, she's going to be like, Oh, by the way, uh, they are the ones that, let me get here. Yeah. And they, and they probably want to kill us right now. Like, yeah. Um, all right. So we'll bring our discussion then to a close there. Uh, so as we close this episode, I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, again, be sure to uh, check the show notes for information on, uh, our upcoming appearance at CapeCon, as well as, uh, links to our social media channels. Uh, again, if you did enjoy what you heard and you aren't already following the show, please consider doing so and, uh, leaving a rating if you're so inclined. Um, but with that, it's time for us to uh, discover our own way off Peridia. So for Jedi John, I'm Obi Sean. Until next time, may the Force be with you. Ooh.